What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today I'm going to be continuing the Star Trek saga with Star Trek Generations from 1994, starring Patrick Stewart, Jonathan Frakes, LeVar Burton, Brent Spiner. Gates McFadden, Michael Dorn, Marina Sirtis, Whoopi Goldberg, Malcolm McDowell, William Shatner, James Doohan, Walter Cohen, and Alan Ruck. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And as I said in the intro there, today we're going to continue the Star Trek saga as I feature the film where part of the original crew meets the next generation. Captain Kirk, Mr. Scott, Chekhov, all have minor roles in this film that is basically being told by the next-gen cast, Picard, Riker, Data, Geordi, etc., Let's get right into it here, shall we? Captain's log, star date, 202125.5. It's the year 2293, and retired Starfleet officers James T. Kirk, Montgomery Scott, Scotty, and Pavel Chekhov are attending the maiden voyage of the USS Enterprise B. During a shakedown cruise, the Enterprise is pressed into a rescue mission to save two Elorian refugee ships that have been snared by a massive energy ribbon. The Enterprise is able to save some of the refugees before the ships are destroyed. One of the saved refugees pleads to be returned to the ship, but his pleas fall on deaf ears. The Enterprise becomes trapped by the ribbon and Kirk goes to the control room in order to help the ship escape. The Enterprise is freed, and Kirk is presumed dead after the end of the ribbon hits the ship's hull where he was working. We then go further into the future, and it's now the year 2371, and the crew of the Enterprise D is inside of a holodeck computer simulation in order to celebrate the promotion of Worf to Lieutenant Commander. During the celebration, Captain Jean-Luc Picard learns that his brother and his nephew have been killed in a fire, and is distraught that the Picard family name will end with him. The Enterprise then receives a distress call from an observatory where El Orion Dr. Tolian Soren has launched a probe at a nearby star, causing it to implode and generating a shockwave which destroys its planetary system. They rescue Saran without knowing, and Saran proceeds to kidnap Enterprise engineer Geordi LaForge. Saran and Geordi are then transported off the station and to a nearby Klingon bird of prey, which belongs to the Juris sisters, 
who are assisting Saran in exchange for weapons plans. Enterprise bartender Guinan tells Picard that she and Saran were among the Elorians that were rescued in 2293, and that Saran is obsessed with re-entering the energy ribbon in order to reach the Nexus, an extra-dimensional realm that exists outside of normal space and time. Saran, who lost his family when his homeworld was destroyed, wants to escape death through the Nexus, which Ganon describes as pure joy, where time has no meaning. Picard and Data determine that Saran, unable to fly a ship directly into its ribbon, is altering its path by removing the gravitational effects of nearby stars. Saran plans to destroy another star in order to bring the ribbon to him on Viridian 3, killing millions on a nearby inhabited planet in the process. Upon entering the Viridian system, Picard offers himself to the Duras sisters as a trade for Geordi's return. However, he insists that he be transported to Saran directly. Geordi is returned to the Enterprise, but unwillingly exposes the ship's defense details through a transmitter installed in his device. The Duras sisters attack, and the Enterprise sustains critical damage before destroying the bird of prey using photon torpedoes. Geordi reports that the Enterprise is about to suffer a warp breach as a result of the attack, and Commander William Riker evacuates everyone to the forward saucer section of the ship, which separates from the engineering section just before the breach occurs. The resulting shockwave sends the saucer crashing to the surface of Viridian 3 and damaging it beyond repair. Picard fails to stop Saran, and he succeeds in launching another probe into the Viridian system, which results in a similar shockwave as the one that destroyed the observatory. The shockwave alters the course of the ribbon, which causes the destruction of Viridian 3 and the Enterprise and its crew. Saran and Picard enter the Nexus, and Picard finds himself surrounded by his ideal family. Picard quickly discovers, though, that it really is an illusion and is confronted by an echo of Guinan, which was left behind in the Nexus. Guinan sends Picard to meet Captain Kirk, who is safe inside of the Nexus. Although Kirk is at first entranced by the opportunity to make up for past regrets, he realizes that it lacks danger and excitement. And having realized that they can travel to whenever and wherever they wish through the Nexus, Picard convinces Kirk to return with him to Viridian 3 shortly before Saran launches the probe. Kirk and Picard work together and distract Saran long enough for Picard to lock the probe in place. It explodes on the launch pad, 
killing Saran. However, Kirk is fatally injured in the process. After he dies, Picard buries him on the mountain. Three Federation starships arrive in order to retrieve the Enterprise's survivors from Viridian 3, and our film ends with Picard musing that given the ship's legacy, the Enterprise will not be the last vessel to carry the name. This is another really good story here in the Star Trek saga, and I'm not going to waste too much time right here talking. Joining me today on this episode to discuss Star Trek Generations is my brother from another mother, the one and only stat boy, Mike Caldwell. Mikey, welcome. Thank you for joining me here today on the show. I greatly appreciate you coming in to talk about Star Trek Generations with me. Anytime, bro. You know it. Give me the call and I'll work myself right, or I'll teleport myself right into, into your bridge. Hey, <laughs> it's a good one. You know, I, I do apologize that we weren't able to pull it off for Spaceballs. Ah. But, you know, work yeah. is work, you know. Yeah, work is work big time. You ain't, you ain't right on that, man. So talk to me a little bit about Generations. What was your um, initial thoughts going into seeing it the first time? What was your reaction to seeing the movie? Well, when it came to the Star Trek movies and Star Trek in general, I was always the original cast. So uh, when... I was always the, the original series. I did watch a few episodes of TNG, but it's just not the same. So I had to give it a chance. I wasn't going to be a total, no, I'm not going to watch this anymore because I, I, I don't get it. It's, it's too new. Um, of course, LeVar, LeVar Burton, we, I knew him from Reading Rainbow. We got we met him at uh, uh, Kamikaze Con, I think. Uh, when and of course we, I knew him from reading Rainbow, so you know I went more reading Rainbow than Jordy LaForge. And uh, I didn't really get a respect for uh, uh, Picard until way after uh, his his um, tenure on Star Trek ended. Uh, so, and then of course he went on, Patrick Stewart went on to be Professor X and, and all that. So I was a little skeptical. Um, as far as the movies go in the Star Trek universe, Generations is where I call it quits. Once you go into first contact with all the Borg stuff, that's where I draw the line. That's where, because I, I heard about that in the trailers and I'm like, okay, this is getting too weird. So... Generation is my cutoff point. Um, In all fairness, though, like how how many more movies could the Klingons have been the bad guys? Oh, absolutely, totally, totally right. I and, mean, they they were the villains in a good chunk of the films, you know. And now here we have a Klingon on the crew. It just didn't make sense for them to be, 
the the be all end all villains anymore. Like we needed something fresh. And I think that's what the Borg gave us was something fresh, a little bit more technological in the computer age. You know, we we had had Terminator 2 by that point and aliens and like just something a little bit more technological. Right. I, I definitely loved the concept of the holodeck. I mean, to, to go into the holodeck, the holodeck was cool. It, it made me think of Cerebro. Yeah. You mentioned him as Professor X. Like when I first saw it, because I didn't remember the holodeck from, you know, when I'd seen it last. It's been years since I've seen Generations. And like you, Generations was the last one I saw. That was my cutoff. Right. I had seen one through seven, but I've never seen eight, nine, ten or the new timeline. Right. So all that's going to be new to me. But I didn't remember the holodeck. And when I saw them walk, from the like ocean ship deck onto the starship deck, I was like, whoa, we just went from Cerebro back into, <laughs> you know, the school for gifted youngsters. Like what, right. what just happened here? Like it was a full on X-Men moment for me. Yeah. And um, the, 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 the moment of course that I liked was between uh, Picard and Kirk in the Nexus. Uh, you know, you see Kirk chopping wood uh, and Picard's trying to explain everything that's going on. And all Kirk wants to do is spend time with his wife uh, and all that. And he's like, you're a Starfleet officer. He's like, I don't care. I'm happy here and whatnot. It was a sad ending, but it, but it gave it gave Kirk his closure to, to end out his his tenure as captain and as a Starfleet officer. Um, would I have liked to see other matchups, if you will, comparing the uh, original Enterprise crew with the Enterprise D crew? It depends. I mean... Oh, absolutely. I mean, even though Spock was essentially Kirk's number one, I would have loved to seen Spock and Data go at it. Oh, logic versus computer logic. Absolutely. Like, uh, I just think the two of them would have been great. I think Riker and Bones would have been great. Yeah. And with, and with Data, uh, this was also the story where they put, they put uh, some kind of chip into his head, right? Yeah, to make him and, a little bit more human. And he finally got the punchline to a joke that was told in the very first episode of The Next Generation. Right. Um, of course, the scene with Whoopi Goldberg in the bar, he's tasting alcohol for the first time. That's comedy. What kind of shocked me was him swearing. You know, when, 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 the, when the Enterprise is coming in for its crash landing and he, and, he, and he swears. I mean, come on. That's going a little too far in the Star Trek universe, really, I think. I don't Fox think so. I mean, I, I think it justified the means. You know, I mean, Voyage Home is comedy. Data doing it is taking it too much. That's, that's my opinion. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If it's okay for Spock, it's got to be okay for Data. You right. know, and, you know, Spock only said hell or damn or whatever it was. You know, so Data saying something is just like, 
whatever. Exactly. But you know, I mean, yeah, some of the some of the pairings, you know, Whoopi Goldberg even, you know, I read when I was doing my research that when she first arrived on set, she was like, Where's Nichelle? Where's Nichelle? There and Nichelle wasn't in the film, and it was like, could could you have imagined Nichelle and Whoopi in a scene together? Like that would have been awesome. For that time period, yeah. Yeah. And this was at a time where Whoopi wasn't such a polarizing figure as she is now. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Malcolm McDowell is the villain. You know, he did a tremendous job, I thought. I would almost compare him with Ricardo Montalban's character. I would compare him to Khan almost. He had the look down and going captain versus captain or, you know, that, that's, a, that's a nod to Star Trek too, I believe. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't capture Honor that. Continue going forward by honoring the past. You know? Okay. I kind of see it now. I kind of see it now. I'm um, glad they didn't put the Will Wheaton in there. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it would have been nice if he could have made a cameo. The same with um, Denise Crosby, Deanna Troy. Right. She was hot. It would have been nice to have seen them make cameos, but I understand. What, what I found interesting, though, was that this was literally released after Next Gen had already finished its television run. Okay. So I almost wonder if part of the stip in bringing some of the people back, like Brent, was that there had to be an evolution of their character. Because right. Data had been so straight-laced robotic throughout pretty much the entire series. We're going to do that now for a two-hour-plus film? Like, let's give a little something, a little bit of difference, you know? You think about it, Worf got promoted. Data became kind of human. There was yeah. the side story with Geordi being kidnapped. Right. You know, all of these minor characters in the grand scheme of things kind of got a little bit of their time in the spotlight. You know, Whoopi's character was a central focus in the whole plot because she was one of the refugees that was saved by the Enterprise B under the command of Alan Ruck's character. You know, when we presumably thought that Kirk had died. Right. So she's an integral part because here she is saved by the Enterprise B. Now she works on the Enterprise D. And she's had experience with Saran. Right. So yeah. just all these little minor characters kind of getting their centralized plot points instead of it just being... A Picard and Riker story. There you go. Is there anything that you feel that they could have done, should have done in this film that maybe they didn't do, with the exception of getting additional original cruise people? Ooh. Um, 
because not, all we no. all we got was Kirk, Scotty, and Chekhov. Yeah, that was it. Uh, the other character, maybe if the other characters had had a little like a reason why they, I mean, Captain Sulu, of course, he was on the Excelsior, so we knew about why he wouldn't have been there. But we did have his daughter on the Enterprise B. So there was still a Sulu connection. Right. But other than that, you know, I even, even, even a, a spot cameo would have been pointless. At that point in the timeline, if he if he was still alive at, in that timeline, we don't know how how long uh, Spock Spock did make it into the remake, didn't he? I believe so. I believe he appeared in at least two of the three of the Kelvin timeline. So he so he still would be alive, but at that point we didn't need we didn't need him. So I I think as a start off to a new series. In the Star Trek universe, this did a this did the right thing, and then it expanded into First Contact, and then it went further into Insurrection, and then it cut off. I believe it. I believe Insurrection was the last one, right? No, there they, was one more, Nemesis. Nemesis. At that point, I think it was overkill. Um, I There's a liked total seeing, of four with the next gen cast. Right. I might have would have liked to see maybe uh, the Andromeda universe. That would have been nice. Um, other than that, I think it was a good place to stop after three. I don't think a fourth one was really necessary. I'll see what I think when I get there. There you go. Because I haven't got there yet. All right, then. You know how I do it as far as ratings go. One through five. Half stars, but no quarters or three quarters. What would you give Star Trek Generations, Mikey? Well, I'm going to give it, and I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to go in the pretty close to the middle. I'm going to say three and a half stars. It, in my opinion, it's not the weakest of the uh, group that I do, which is two through generations. If I have to put a, a weak one, I would say uh, Final Frontier star, uh, five was the weakest. So I'm going to go a little bit. It's at the bottom of the list, but it's not bottom dweller. I'm going to go three and a half to be and play it safe. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to go just slightly better. I'm going to give Generations four out of five stars. I thought that there were enough um, little bits and pieces of the original to kind of present a good segue into the new, you know, because when we last see the Enterprise A in the Undiscovered Country, they're basically on one last joyride before their ship is decommissioned. Right. And, you know, here we are at the beginning of the film with the Enterprise B, and we get three of our original crew people back we get a nod to sulu with his daughter i feel like maybe that scene would not have been a good spot to have too many more originals because it already seemed like the spotlight was being taken away from alan ruck's captain 
just in the fact that not even Kirk, but Scotty and Chekhov were there. And then Kirk's there too. That's like a Hollywood celebrity. Yeah. When it comes to Starfleet. You know. So it already seemed like focus was being taken away from Alan Ruck's captain. If any others of the original had been there, I feel like there may may not have even had Alan Ruck's character on the ship. There would have been no point to him. But I feel like there was enough of a presence of the original. I do wish that maybe there had been cameos by others, just maybe littered in, you know, touching on the Nichelle scene. Like, she could have just been at the bar, chopping yeah. it up with Whoopi's character when Data and Jordy come in and, you know, Data tries alcohol the first time. She could have just been a little cameo in that scene, chopping it up with Whoopi's character. The shoulda, woulda, coulda routine. But then I, I also feel like this was a great beginning yeah. for the next gen to take it over. Right. You know, Absolutely. We agree on that. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of my other reviews, but I, I actually speak favorably about the motion picture, the original. And I know a lot of people don't. And you have to remember that me not being a Star Trek fan, I'm just looking at it from a film perspective. And much like I told Jeff, I felt the motion picture was a great origin story. It introduced everyone you needed to know, reintroduced to the people who already kind of knew these characters, and started them out on their mission. I feel Generations does the exact same thing with the next gen. Anybody who's not a diehard Star Trek fan and is coming in because, you know, they're just hearing the grumblings of two Enterprise captains together, you get a good introduction to who the next gen cast and crew is. You learn their roles and everything. You get an idea of their character traits. There's, like I said, the little nod to the original, and then they're often on their way to explore strange new worlds and boldly go where no man has gone before. I like what you did there. And also I like how you put the, the, the star date. The star dates are pretty cool. Uh, when you when you do your actual review, that's pretty cool. I like that. Thank you, thank you. Make this sure guy you knows guys. What he's doing. What's that? This guy knows what he's doing. Hey, I try. I try. Make sure you guys get out there on the social medias. Try to get those hashtags going for us. Hashtag Casa D eighteen Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And of course, the ever popular. Hashtag, Hashtag shenanigans. And don't forget mine. Hashtag Statboy approved. That one's still going strong too. I gotta have one as well. <laughs> Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising. Where the real money's made. Make sure you guys get out there. Do what the commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network for all your official merchandise of the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood. 
Get you a Stat Boy sports bar shirt like Stat Boy is wearing today. Get you a hashtag Stat Boy approved t-shirt. Get you a shirt for the dads not always on wrestling. Our new hashtag shenanigans shirt. A renegade J.J. Williams shirt. Make sure you get you your official merchandise for the Jeff Meacham Network. Three official different designs of the Jeff Meacham Network logo for you to choose from. Along with Meachamania, Talk Wrestling, and so much more. Tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, when I will be bringing you yet another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. Make sure you tune in as I will be discussing Star Trek First Contact, the next chapter of the next generation films. You're not going to want to miss out on that one. Thank you very much, Stat Boy, for joining me and tuning in. I greatly appreciate you stopping by the, the bridge here today. Anytime, boss. To all my loyal fans and viewers that have been watching the premiere, leaving your comments all the way over there next to Mikey, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. To all my loyal fans and viewers that watch on demand, leaving your comments down here, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. I appreciate each and every one of you guys that tune in on a daily basis to the show. Thank you for watching. I will see you tomorrow. Make it so. <laughs>